everybody excited about this warm weather we're having? I think it was seven this morning when I got up. Announcement-wise, the 11th, that would be Friday night, we have camp, uh, what do they call that, Monica, do you? Brainstorm. Brainstorm, so get your brains together and come up and get your brains together. It's a pretty neat meeting. They throw everything around and then decision has to be made, but uh, I don't know if Jenny's got direction yet for where we're going, but they always have good ideas. It camps, camps are amazing. It's amazing how it's coming up already. And then the following the next Sunday is, uh, what do they call that? What are we calling that? With Jersey Sunday. Some of these ideas we're coming up with. I don't know, I don't know how many football fans. I don't, I'm not much of a follower, but I did get to see the last game of this Saturday. And my goodness, that'll go down the record book, the things that happened in the last minute and 22 seconds. Did you, did you get to see the game? You missed that game? It was the world-renowned game. Did you, did you see it, Betty? Or did you were watching a movie. Betty. Did you watch it? Pretty crazy, wasn't it? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fo football follower, but I did this one. It was, it was crazy. All the money they make, it should be entertaining. It should be. Yeah, they should all be like that. We're talking about prayer. You want a title? Uh, Authority given. Good praise and worship. Boy, young lady, you've got a good voice. Wow. Yes. I had my eyes closed and I went, who is that? That's good. Prayer. What is prayer? It's going to go over some stuff. Prayer is the communion with God for the manifestation of his glory. Interesting, as I've been studying this, it's amazing how we, if we don't go over things, we get out of the habit of doing things. And that's the same with prayer. Uh, as I've been walking through this and walking through this, I'm, the realization of how important it really is is becoming more of a revelation of how important it really is, especially in this day and time. We... We tend to complain about everything that's going on with the world and with the news and with the politics and with everything, but yet we don't fight it the way we could be fighting it to possibly slow it down from what's going on. We know end times are coming. We know we're in the midst of, of winding up end times, but there's a place for the body of Christ to be slowing things down that don't need to be going on. I mean, we've got politicians cussing politicians, and we've got things that's going on. Uh, the news media is now in such control that they don't, they don't, they're not accountable for anything they say or do, and all these things that's going on. But I, I, especially after going through this and bringing this up in my spirit, we have the authority to stop some of this, folks. We really do. We really do. And we're, we're not enough grabbing it. But, you know, the whole thing is it, it's, it's God's got a will. And God knows what's going down the pipe, and God knows what's going to be going on, and God wants his will done. But we're not on this earth just to be floating through. We're not. And my, most of us are just living day to day, well, whatever happens. I even had a, 
I even had a relation of mine tell me one time, well, there's no sense praying. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And at that time, you don't argue with a fool. <laughs> but oh, how much she's missing it. Because we do have authority over things that are going on because he wants his will done. Then we know how it goes. Then he drops that in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And then by him dropping that in our heart, then if we are led by the Spirit and follow the Spirit, then we pray his will. And then he's got a design. So he's, he's basically waiting on us to accomplish what he knows is going to happen. But yet he uses us to get it to happen. We've got all these promises in the Bible that we can have. And many times we don't even ask. And it even says you don't get because you don't ask. Well, that means I'm waiting on you. And I read scriptures, I think it was last service, where he's got watchmen on the wall. And they're praying all the time. He's got people that are praying. And praying is what he wants so things can get done. So he can move by his power Got to lay the train tracks, folks. We have got to lay the train tracks. It's, it's just got to be done. But we've got to come to that place of recognizing he's using us, so let's be used. And let's learn what his will is, and let's do what his will is. But I want to go into and spend a little time, and not a long time that tonight. Go to Matthew 16, if you will. Matthew 16. And Jesus was talking to his disciples in verse 15. We'll start there. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And then verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered, I say to Jesus answered, and I said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. This is how he works with his will. He drops in your heart and you get a revelation on something he's telling you. And then we can take that that he's given us and we can walk with it. Well, he's given a little more instructions here. And he says in the verse 18, he says, And also I say to you that I say to you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I thought it was interesting. The word Peter there is in, the, in the Greek is petros, which is stone or rock. But then the next, the next rock that you see there, this, this I thought was so interesting. The next rock, it says, and it says, and also say to you that you are Peter, or rock, and this rock I will build my church. Well, that word rock there in the Greek is Petra, which is pebble. When you go on to the Aramaic, the original, it's pebble. Well, then I, I researched around, and the word in, in Aramaic is kafa, K-E-E-F-A. But anyway, it's pebble, but it's not just pebble. It's a gathering of pebbles to build a foundation, which makes the Scripture make more sense in what he's saying. Peter, you just got a revelation. I'm the rock, but I'm going to call you rock. I'm going to call you stone, but yet you're just a pebble in what it takes to build what I'm building. You're a pebble, 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 you're a pebble. 
that's who we all are because it's the church that's building the church. And then he goes on and he's going to tell us the authority we have. But I, I thought when I read that and I pulled that out, I went, wow, that is so interesting because I, I've, I've seen that studied so many different ways. You know, he's the rock. Peter is the rock of the church. No, Peter's not the rock of the church. He's just a pebble. But yet he was an important pebble because he's part of it. But, but, but the, that's the part, too. We've got to realize we're all just as important as the one next to you. There's not one person in the spirit realm any different than anybody else here. We've all got our jobs and we've got our things that we do for Christ, but yet it takes every one of us to build that platform to get accomplished what God wants. And then when he drops, when he drops in your heart the things that, for example, uh, we, had an, we had an acquaintance. As a matter of fact, uh, the man was here at church about a about a month and a half ago, Joe Spaglito was his name. He, he had the company that put the roof on our church. He committed suicide. But the crazy part was it happened yesterday, and I hadn't thought of Joe because I don't, didn't know him that well. I hadn't thought of Joe. But yet yesterday there was a time it was like, wow, I wonder what Joe's doing. Isn't that crazy? I mean, to think. That the Holy Spirit is that on top of what's going on to reach people. Now, did I stop what went on? I know Joe is a Christian. I know where Joe's at. But he was going through a hard time, obviously. He obviously was going through a hard time when he was here a month and a half ago. But yet, for the Holy Spirit to bring that up, and I'm going to talk to Brad because Brad and him were real close. I'm going to find out when this all took place. Now, wouldn't that be wild if what happened when he took his life was just when I was being touched. And did I follow through with prayer? I, not really deep prayer, but yet it was like, wow, I wonder what Joe's up to. I think I was even driving by the church. Now, I, I think my mind thought, well, you, you're thinking about the roof that's on and that he put on and da-da-da-da-da. But yet God was reminding people of Joe for people to pray. That, that's how it works. And it used to be that when you'd get somebody on your heart, you would stay after it till that left you. At least for me. But I have so many things that go on that, that I, I, it gets to be a haze with me sometimes. But how important it is when somebody's dropped on your heart to say, okay, God, well, why? Because he wants you to. Because he's got something he's getting accomplished that we need to be reaching out. Uh, we, we've just, we've been given such an honor I mean, think about it. To think that God's got the universe, designed the universe, and to think that he's using me and you to lay the train track so that he can get accomplished what he's going to get accomplished. And to think that he would drop somebody on your heart that you would lift up and maybe save their life or maybe protect them from something. More than once I've had things come up where I've prayed for somebody and, and then they've come out through an accident or something and didn't get hurt. Are you following what I'm saying? But see, I don't, I don't think we're taking it as serious as it really is. That's like Sunday morning prayer and Saturday morning prayer and Friday prayer here at the church, things that people could get involved in and recognize that it's not difficult to take a half hour out of your life and lift up things that, I mean, we'll, Saturday morning, for example, the men will sit here and we'll take five or ten minutes to just write down or I write them down, and I think Mike Sadler writes these things down, and then we lift these things up for, for 25 minutes is all, 20 minutes sometimes all. But yet it's, it's laying train track 
to use the authority that we've got in that sometimes to accomplish what God wants to get accomplished. Because in here, and we're going to get into that, he, he's, he's given you something that you need to pay attention to. Listen to what it says. It says, then it said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That says, I'm going to give you the authority to do what I'm getting ready to tell you. And listen to what it says. He said, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Well, what do you mean? Whatever's already, listen to when you look it up in the Aramaic, it's basically saying everything that is in heaven that should not be, that doesn't happen, you can bind that on earth if it's happening. In other words, the, the corruption that's going on in America right now, the corruption that's going on in the world, the, the, I could make a list of all of the stuff that's going on everywhere. That's not happening in heaven. And what he's saying in here is, why are you letting that happen? I give you authority. Why aren't you binding the, the, those in the politicians that are lying? Why aren't you binding those that are stealing? Why aren't you binding those, the situation where there's no workers? Because people, why aren't we binding that lazy spirit? Why aren't we, I could go on and on with what's going on. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. So if it's going on in heaven, then I can do the same thing. I can loose the activities of God on heaven because if I loose it here, that already loose in heaven, I can have what's going on. I can have prosperity. I can have healing. I can have those things, the power of the Holy Spirit moving in the church service. That's why part of the prayer that goes on here on Sunday morning is to loose the things that are, that are in heaven already that can be right here. I always bind the adversary from being in the meetings. I always bind him from, from interrupting what's going to be going on. Why? Because that's not going on in heaven. And when you really get a handle on this and you know the authority you've got, then when something's going on in your household, instead of, instead of reaching out and trying to fighting in the flesh realm, we just fight it in the spirit realm. If your marriage is flying apart and things aren't going right, quit talking against the husband or against the wife, but start binding that situation. Start coming against it in your own prayer time. Lord, I just bind that, that, that spirit that's on him right now. I bind that spirit that's on her right now. I come against that demonic force that's causing her to lie, him to lie. The list goes on. Maybe, he's, maybe he drinks too much. I bind that spirit of alcoholism that's trying to get on him. I come against that demonic spirit that he, he's picking up at work. Those that work down at the penitentiary, they need to be locking that spirit up every time they go down there and every time they leave because that's an active area of demonic spirits. I come against the powers of darkness that's, that's down there, that it's not going to follow me home, that's not taking, come into the house with me. The list goes on and on of things that we could lock up and then believe that God's going to take care of it because we just laid the train track. I'll never forget one time Bradley was running. This was young in my Christian walk. We were living in Percy in a trailer, 
And I, he come down with a real strong fever. And I can remember it so plain going back in his room and just learning this, but not learning it like I, I know it now, but just having an idea that I could do this. And I went in and I said, I bind this spirit of fever on him and I demand it to leave right now. I could feel his head. He was four or five years old. I could feel the heat in his head just dissipate and go. And I was so new and it, it was like, whoa. And then one time I remember Connie had a spirit on her that come from her father. And I come against that spirit. Uh, it, I don't remember what it was for sure. But our dog was outside on the front porch and he started flailing around because I sent the, I sent the spirit out of the house. I said, you get off my wife right now. And I didn't tell it where to go. So it went to my dog. You say, well, really? No, I'm telling a true story. He was wailing around, and I finally cast it out of him, and I said, and get off our property. Well, because I was so young, everything was working for me at that time in the spirit realm because I didn't get enough garbage in my head to, to, to deny that it works. Come on. We get so cluttered with stuff, and we get so cluttered with sickness and disease, we think, well, it just hangs around. No, we have authority over those things. And when we don't get doubt, it leaves. Come on, everybody look at me. It's so true. Yes. It's no different than this stupid COVID. I don't care if it was man-made. If we would stand our ground, there would be an effect. Well, how do you know there will be an effect? Because the Bible's there's no COVID in heaven. And in 1 John, it says that as he is, so am I. Jesus doesn't have cancer. Jesus doesn't have COVID. Jesus doesn't have the cold. He doesn't have the flu. So, Lord, if you don't have it, I don't have it. I have that authority. You say, well, well does it always work? It's supposed to. Because we have that authority. But it's the same the other way. Lord, thank you. I, I don't feel close enough to you today. Lord, thank you that, I, that you draw me closer. Well, why? Because in heaven, I'm going to be close. And if it's in heaven, then it should be here with me. Lord, thank you for giving me favor. Well, why? Because I'm going to have favor in heaven. Why wouldn't I have it here? I can ask for it. Lord, thank you for taking care of all my needs. I'm not going to be broke in heaven. I'm going to have everything that I need. I don't need to be broke here, the list. Lord, thank you that I'm healed. By the stripes of Jesus, you already carried that for me. That's all authority that we've got that we don't use like we should. Every time you watch the news and you don't like what they're saying, speak to it. Every time you go buy groceries and they're twice as high as they used to, speak to it. What I used to go to the grocery store and get for $50 is now 79 I'm a man of habits, and I can pretty well tell you exactly what I'm going to get every time I go. I don't look around for anything different. I just get what I got to get because I just got to get enough to eat to make it. I don't cook, so I know what I'm going to. I mean, I know what I'm going to get, and I get the same thing every time. If you follow me around, well, why are the prices like that? Because I think because the church has not stood its ground enough. Now, there's a lot of variables and all that, but still. <laughs> the election we had, 
all dishonest and they know it did and they got proof it did, but yet nobody's doing nothing about it. Why aren't we? Lord, I bind that spirit of dishonesty. I come against that. Lord, I thank you that integrity is going to be the name of the game from now on. I thank you that everybody I talk to is not going to lie to me. They're going to tell me the truth because there's no lies in heaven. I bind that spirit on people. I come against that demonic force that's trying to get into the church. I bind that spirit of people just being lazy and not working and not earning their living. I bind that spirit of people just staying home and not coming to church just because they don't feel like it. When did you feel like ever doing anything? Good. In the spirit realm, folks, think about it. That's where the battle's at. You know, in Ephesians 6, verse 12, and everybody knows this scripture, we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. That's not in outer space. That's right here. Actually, when you look that up in the Aramaic, it literally, it literally talks about the environment that you're living in. There are demonic spirits running and working you and I all of the time. All you have to do is watch a commercial. The, the scripture before it talks about standing against the wiles of the devil. You are being convinced, you are being persuaded, you are being deceived all the time by TV, by news, by people, by life, by situations that doesn't line up with this right here. So all the while we're fighting that realm, all the time we're fighting that realm. That's why, that's where Adam and Eve messed up so much. All they had was, all they had was light, but they wanted, they wanted to be like God and know evil and, and good. And that's what happened to us. Then we had to start making choices and, and, and choosing. And then we, the more we're into society, the more we're learning things we don't need to be learning or seeing things we don't need to be seeing. Y'all, y'all, y'all following what I'm saying? So we fight this by what we just read in Matthew. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't fight it in the realm of complaining and griping and grumbling. There's nothing in the spirit there. We fight it with the word. We fight it with the answer. That's how Jesus fought every time he was tempted. You can, you can do this. You can do that. No, I can't. No, no, no. The word says. The word says. The word says. The word says. The word is the answer. And knowing your place and knowing the authority that you have, everything good comes from above. That's what the word says. So then when something's going on that's not good, it's not from above. So then we have authority. Why? Because you have Jesus in you. And why? Because he told, he told the disciples, stand your ground. No, I will not take that. Well, well you, 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 your child's a mess. No, he's not. That's what, that's what your mind wants. That's, that's that wiles coming in. That's, a, that's that, that voice coming through. That's that voice that's telling you to do things that you shouldn't do. That's that voice that's telling you to, to, to drink too much, to do this too much, to do that too much. I don't care if it's Dr. Pepper. If you do too much of it, it's not good for you. That's that voice saying, I, and you know my story on Dr. Pepper. I couldn't drive through Sparta without pulling over and getting a Dr. Pepper. He said, well, that's not bad. What's wrong with the Dr. Pepper? Not every day, every day, every day, every day. They'll tell you if you drink a soda a day, at the end of the year, you will gain five pounds. 
It's proof because of the sugar. You say, well, you tell me I can't drink. No, I'm just telling you, anything that you can't say no to, you better back up and say, Holy Spirit, that's not going on in heaven. I bind that activity, and I thank you that you're going to give me the power, Holy Spirit, to help me. Why? Because he gives us authority to ask for that help, and then he'll give you that help because that's prayer. Lord, I can't make it. I know you can't. Now I'm here to help you. How many's had things going on you just could not quit? You could not stop. Have you asked for help? Because you can't. Sometimes I wonder if he's not saying, well, I just wondered how long it would take you to holler for help. That's prayer. You say, well, that's not prayer. Yes, it is. You're communicating with God. I can't do this. I know I can. Thank you for letting me come into your life now. And get you through the next day. You know, I'm finding that it's just one day at a time, folks. I mean, it's just what I, I got a situation where I'm supposed to have surgery and then they canceled the surgery, and now I can't have the surgery until I see a heart doctor. Well, I can't get an appointment for two weeks, so that puts everything off two more weeks. And you're going, Okay, God, I'm going. I'm going, Okay, God, I don't want to have this on my mind. You need to help me. He is. It's okay. But there's a time in my life when that wouldn't have been okay. All I would have thought about is, you all follow what I'm saying? Yes. It's no different than when Brad had that fever. Then, then, then Brad had this, can you remember what it was called? Show line per purpose something. He bruised all over. His capillaries were breaking, just all over. He was riding a bicycle and he come in, and I mean, his legs were almost bleeding. And Doc just almost instantly knew what it was. There was no cure for it. So I remember where I was at when Connie come in and told me the situation. I went, oh. And they basically said, make him comfortable, he's going to die. So what do you do? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can't do this, Lord. Sure. So God had to change uh, events. And I mean, it, the story goes on and on. And look how strong he is now. He's abused his own body, and he's got bad knees, and he's got a bad shoulder from football, but that don't come from what happened to him. Prayer. Lord, thank you. We need somebody that knows what they're doing with this. Doc knew. Doc knew what to do with it. Doc knew where to send us. And, but that's how it is, see? But we've got to recognize we don't have to, we don't have to walk through this life like, oh, I'm not going to make it, oh. You know, I don't know what happened to Joe, for example. But he obviously didn't know that he could go to God for whatever he was going through. I'm so thankful that we knew he was born again. You say, well, well, it, it's a sin if you kill yourself. Find that in the Bible, please. Come on. It's not in there. He was sick. For someone to take their life, they've got a mental, mental situation at that time. But he's still going to heaven because I knew his walk and I knew his talk and I knew the man. He's okay. He's probably visiting my wife. But see, while we're here, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. While we're here, listen to what it says again. It says, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven. You've got the keys now to unlock what he's got. 
And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Lord, I bind the activities that my child is in right now. Lord, I come against the influence that he's getting with these people and these kids he's running with. Lord, and I thank you he's going to be uncomfortable with that. And he's the act. You did it to your son, and it turned him around. She's seen where he was going, the things he was doing, and she stood, and she stood, and she stood, and guess what? The track was laid, the prayer was laid, and things were turned around. I don't care where your kids, I don't care where your relationships, I don't care where things are going on in your life. I don't care where your mind's going to things that you know doesn't line up with Scripture. Take those things and bind them up, and then loose the power of God upon your life to change what's going on. And I'm telling you, watch God change the situation and the circumstance. Chris always puts a check on me when we're talking. We talk, we talk twice a day, every day of the week. And the man lives the Bible. because Right now, they're not working because of COVID. And he just, he said, Dad, I had to get back in the Word totally or I'd go nuts. I said something today about not getting that, having to go to the doctor now, having to go to the heart doctor before I could get my surgery and da-da-da. And he said, well, Dad, that just gives God more of a chance to straighten everything out, doesn't it? And I'm going... Yes, son. Because I was complaining. And he recognized I was complaining. And he recognized you're wasting your time complaining. You might as well give the answer. God, that will give God more time to do what God wants to do, won't it, Dad? I said, yeah, you're right, Chris. It sure will. But isn't that how we're supposed to be? You've got to get in the habit of doing this. You've got to recognize. I've, I've watched the news since November 16th. 2016, I've watched the news maybe 15 minutes worth because it had got me to the place where all I was doing, now I've got to get back in and find out what's going on in the world, but I can't let it run me like it was trying to run me because what was happening was I was taking everything to heart and my mind was spending more time on the problems of the world than the answers to things. Now, I personally had to get away from it. Now, I need to find out what's going on in Ukraine. I need to find out what's taking place. But I can't have a diet of it because I, it's no different than, I can't get, in, as a pastor, I can't get involved in other projects that would take my time because I, I get into something, I stay in it. Somebody wanted me to sell something one time. Well, I can't because that, it don't work that way for me. So when I, get, when I catch myself getting in, then I find that I've got into that place where I've got to get back to this place. Well, that's what I'm saying here. You can't allow griping, grumbling, complaining to be part of gossip. You can't let that be your life. You can't, you can't, even, you can't even go there. You have to go to what the Scriptures say about this. And that's your binding and loosing. You, you've got to go, no, no. I bind that thought. I'm not going to, I'm putting a check on that thought. It, take, it says takes every thought captive. That's what it's talking about. Because it's only in your mind. I don't have any problem with anything I don't know about. I don't drive by the bank and plan going in and robbing it. If I planned every time I drove by, then there's the thoughts. And then there's what I got to bind. Now, I don't drive by the bank. I bind that bank. I'm not going to go into that bank. Now, 
understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about the everyday life coming into your mind. You've got to take those thoughts. You've got to go, wait a minute. That is not happening in heaven. That kind of thought, that kind of stuff would never happen in heaven. So I bind those activities in my mind right now. I come against that demonic force that's trying to influence me. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against this mind. We wrestle against the inroads. I don't get it. She walked with cancer, and if she would have thought about the cancer and thought about the cancer, she'd have been nuts. It's the same with all of us in what we're walking through. I can't spend time there. I'm aware of it, but I also know the answer to it. And that's what this is talking about. You come against those demonic forces. You take those thoughts captive. I bind the adversary. I bind that lying spirit. I come against that demonic force that's trying to come against me. The enemy's a deceiver. The word says he's a deceiver. He's a de he was a deceiver in heaven. But yet he got threw out down here where we're putting up with him. But we got to know that. And you got to know that anything comes down the pipe that you see wrong, you have authority over that and you bind that, you come against that, and then you loose the power of heaven, you loose the power of the Holy Spirit to move on the lives of your children, to move on, to move on your marriage. There is not any marriage, I don't care how many years you've been married, there's not any marriage that's perfect. How many years now? 40, 51 years. I promise you they've had times where they didn't like each other. I was good, huh? Well, I was 48 years, and I had times I didn't like that woman. But yet we were smart enough to recognize it wasn't us. We loved each other. We put up with each other. We would go the extra mile for each other. Why are we allowing the enemy to cause division here now? So you come against that adversary. You come against that force. You learn from it and what you're doing wrong, what she's doing wrong, and because it's all, it's not them. It's the spirit that wants to divide you. It's the spirit that wants to pull you. It's the spirit that's trying to tell you God doesn't really heal anymore. God doesn't really meet your needs anymore. God, God can't get you out of this mess that you got yourself into. But yes, he can. It's a guarantee he can. But you've got to stand your ground, bind the adversary, and loose the power of God upon your life and watch what God does because he'll do it every day every time. He wants to take care of us. Prayer is the answer, folks, to everything that goes on in our lives, I guarantee you. It's a place of communion with God for the manifestation of His glory. He's got so much He wants to do through you in your prayer life. He's got so much He wants to do. And prayer, folks, doesn't have to be down on your knees Quietly by yourself. Prayer is a 24-7 thing. When you're awake, talk to him. Just spend time. Just You don't have to thus this and this, King James. Hey, God, what's happening? I'm having a hard time with Harold. He's just driving me crazy. Lord, would you just give me patience with him? <laughs> you did that to me already, huh? Yeah, it's not Lisa, it's Harold. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? It, it, it's not, it's not, it, it's not Jay. I could go around, it's, 
Oh, Elbert Willis, y'all remember him? He'd take that finger, and we used to point at everybody. He'd, he... Right here's the problem. We just got to know the authority that we have, and we got to recognize we're fighting the realm around us 24-7. Isn't it amazing how nice it can be in here, but just a minute you walk out, back out the doors and you get back in your car, the enemy attacks. Somebody may have said something to you in here, but it doesn't bother you as much until you get out there. Did you hear what they, did you hear what the pastors, just like what I just said to Harold, the enemy will take that when he goes out the door. Pastor must not like me, he brought me up. I love you. Sometimes you're crazy, but sometimes I'm crazy. <laughs> Most of them. Don't confess that. I want God to move and get done what he wants to get done so we can all get out of here. We don't know. Jesus don't even know. Didn't even know when the end was. We might be all in here for service one day and all of a sudden, bam! What a rush that'd be for the one that got left. But I want to see God move and touch hearts and touch lives. It breaks my heart that, that Joe is gone now. I think more so breaks my heart. Now, he's good that I wasn't sensitive enough. Maybe, maybe I would have had the, you know, I don't want to put condemnation on myself because that's the enemy. But yet, I hadn't thought of Joe for months. Well, since he was here last, I hardly ever thought about Joe. But then it was there. I mean, it was so plain. You know, maybe if I just would have said, Lord, take care of Joe. You know, you follow what I'm saying? Because God may have had plans that didn't get accomplished because I wasn't sensitive enough. And that's not condemnation on life in general, folks. Don't go there with that. The fact is, he's got plans for things that he's using you and I. He's not using the ones driving up and down the road that don't know God. They don't even hear God. Most of the churches say that if you hear God, there's something wrong with you. You know, you heard God? Yes, daily, hourly, minutely. And I want to be used, and I want to change the world. I want to, I want to change the news that's coming out. I want to change what's going on. I, I, want, to ch I want to be able to change. They said, they said this uh, volcano that blew up out in the middle of the ocean was the biggest that's ever, ever, ever been recorded. The debris went up 160,000 feet. Whoa. Halfway to space. You think things couldn't fall apart pretty quick around here? Put it out there where it didn't hurt anybody. Only three people known to die from it. There's a big God watching over me and you every day. But he's wanting us to help get the people saved that need to get saved so we can all get out of this crazy thing. And to do that, we have to know the authority we have and bind the adversary from our families, from our lives, from our church, from things that are going on. 
and loose the power of the Holy Spirit on the church, on the classrooms, with the kids that are here. Loose the power of God upon the teenagers that are just always go through that stage as a teenager, not listening and, and, and the activity that goes on in their brain. God's got this, folks. He really does. But we've got to do our part. And that doesn't put you in law. That just puts you in favor with him. It's a, it's a place where his will is going to get done. And I want to be a part of it. But I want to know the authority that I have and trust that I can bind the adversary. And I have authority in that. And I can stand ground. I can go into a room. And if I feel something weird, I can go, I bind that spirit or whatever this is. Get out of here. And that spirit has to leave. It has to leave. Father, I thank you. I think of your power and your anointing that's going to flow in this place, continue to flow in this place. I thank you, Lord, that your spirit, your spirit is just going to be loosed on each and every individual that's hearing this right now. And I thank you, Father, that, that we're going to get to know you better and better and better. And we do take that authority. and We bind the enemy from trying to disrupt and cause complications and problems in our lives. We thank you for health. We thank you for healing. We thank you for taking care of us, Father. We trust in you now, Lord, in everything that's going on in our lives. And we give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You've got about seven minutes before the kids get turned loose. Call you blessed.